Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, esteemed guests, colleagues, friends, and family. My name is Max Cohen. It is 5 o'clock p.m. EST on the dot. You're listening to the Mocha Live podcast on a Wednesday afternoon. Joining me for the very first time this week is the decorated artist, <laughs> flashy graphics guy. This is Anubis3100. We're happy to have you yeah. here. What's up, Anubis? How are you doing? It's, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, thank you for having me. I am Anubis3100. I am an Egyptian uh, artist in the space who sort of uh, deals with uh, the exploration um, modernization and uh, evolution of Egyptian identity and mythos. But we're not actually here to talk about that today. We're here to talk about the space and everything that's been going on and all the memes. You know? Yeah, we got we got memes on the mind. We got shit coins on the mind. Um, Anubis is a really good person to talk about this because Anubis has, A, been in the space for uh, an absolute minute now. Um, and in addition to having like a really wonderful like fine art practice with all of the incredible context that he just introduced himself with um which is an understatement for what it's worth like he's also i don't know quite a like comedic mind um so anubis the question everyone's mind is like have you ever made a shit coin have i ever made a shit coin no but i've been a shit coiner so if that's the term i will i'll pick up for myself since uh (laughs) same more since uh ship actually uh my introduction or let's say my I dipped my toe into the pond of shit coins around right before ship started to mega pump in like 2021. I'm pretty sure 2022. Yeah. It was Dogecoin for me, which I think preceded ship by just a little bit. Is Dogecoin still good? Is it still considered a shit coin? I don't know, man, but it was at least a meme coin. I think that there's a, an interesting discussion about the difference between those two things. But um, the reason we wanted to talk about this today is because for the first time in what seems like a very long time, um, there's like candles all over my Twitter timeline, not just from finance people and like crypto traders, but like artists and collectors. And they're talking about the narratives behind meme coins and shit coins. And, you know, Pepe is the one that's been, um, I think, kind of in the public conscious for a couple of weeks. And now Anubis was saying just before the call, there's Turbo, which is the AI generated one. Um, and I think that this has been a pretty quiet time for crypto art kind of across the board. Maybe you have seen or seen the same thing, but it seems like, Every time I have one of these podcasts, crypto art sales have slowed down and, you know, creative creativity has kind of been chilled a little bit more and more. And now there's this kind of insane uh, regurgitation of old like interest and fascination and just kind of like Twitter timeline, I don't know, activity. You seeing the same thing? Yeah, it's um, we've been noticing the sort of like slow downturn when it comes to um Let's not let's not say major art sales because those are still happening and those continue throughout yeah. the bear market. But within the greater sort of artist population, if you will, sales have sort of significantly slowed down. And um, with with something like Pepe, it seems like just the heavy mimetics of it and the the ability for a lot of people, including artists who have had this financial downturn for like say about a, year, a half a year to a year. It was mm. just strong enough to like get everyone to bite, including my, including myself. And it's just yeah. Now the the dynamics of how, <laughs> how the shitcoin will play out is completely different than the pull of the shitcoin itself. Sure. And just see, you know, it's like it's the the space is already heavy on Pepe and Abu memes, which is just like essentially a frog derivative mm. of Pepe in itself. And so it just it, it's like. Uh, 
the perfect storm, if you will, of just like people lusting for money, greedy. They're starting to get really greedy for money. Um, yeah, I'll even say that within myself, which like artists are just starting to like claw anything, right? Just to like gain some form of liquidity. And then Pepe comes out and just mimetics take over, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I totally feel that. Um, and I think that like, also it feels kind of natural to me in a sense. I mean, not just because this has been a quiet time. And then obviously mm-hmm. if there's a lack of like capital coming into the space, you're going to have people who are like still here and seeking that capital. But, you know, and I've been talking to a lot of collectors recently and they always, or they frequently seem to bring up this kind of natural flow or like natural flow of mm-hmm. like these from these capital generating events. And the one that's always pointed to is the board API club mint, right? Where there were suddenly so many people who were so crypto rich and then that flowed kind of down the river um in turn into other pfps which turned into you know for some people a lot more money and they wanted to turn mm-hmm. that money not just into more money but into clout um so they were chasing one of ones by big name artists and that would then flow down the river into smaller artists and you know curations by those big artists and additions and things so it seems like this is the kind of thing that happens right that there is a a kind of flow that we keep falling into especially in these like quote unquote like dark moments um what no it's just the the i i like the description dark moments well yeah i mean like it's you can kind of notice it right it's like the doom and gloom on the timeline mm-hmm. i remember people talk you know we, we obviously we have 2020 hindsight but we talk about like the end of the bull market in terms of uh, the picture i keep seeing come up is like when pepsi and budweiser and like mcdonald's were all like using like wag me tweets like talking to each other and it's like okay when you saw that sentiment it probably had some kind of a uh portentous effect oh yeah that was like that was the sign you know that was i remember people were like that's the sign bear market is starting because it was just like the when brands start to adopt the cult within uh, quotation marks the cultural lingo and then you know the sister of mark zuckerberg releases a wagon song you realize it's a it's sort of gone parabolic in like some weird way and it needs to like come down. We don't have Colborn here this week. So I don't want to like pretend to be any kind of like financial expert. I have zero mm-hmm. idea what's going on, you know, financially or where this is going to go, but it does seem like the antithesis of that kind of like overwhelming excitement is not uh, despair, but is silence. Right. And that's, I feel like what we've been dealing with for a couple of weeks now is this kind of like encroaching silence, right? People just, either working in the background or just kind of too doom and gloomy to actually interact in the kind of Twitter sphere and the kind of, it, was, it seems like post NFT NYC, there was just like a, an emotional like dampening. So anyways, here we are, right? Shitcoin season. We have Pepe, we have turbo, we have memes. We have like people actually interested in memes. We have memes being made off of memes. We have shit coins being made off of shit coins. Um, Anubis, mm-hmm. tell me about what, you're doing with these shit coins right now are you investing in them are you um enjoying them are you just playing around with them uh so i when it comes to my philosophy in shit coins if i personally is if i can catch them early enough i'll literally just dump 40 dollars into them cl- close to that amount because from my experience from shib in itself yeah. and how that just like went insanely parabolic um forty dollars in the space can turn into a lot of money if you if you're like willed enough mm-hmm. and you know well um and you're just able to like have self-control and certain stuff. And so, so essentially like it's, is it, uh, when a coin starts to pump and like it, you start to gain uh, lumps of like sums of money that you've never seen before. Like I'm with myself with sh- saw with shit, mm. the, the metrics of 
your get out start to go up yeah, yeah. as the charts to go up and so like at one point 10k which was extremely unreasonable for a crypto uh, meme coin becomes the bar yeah and you're like and needs to go higher for me to sell and so you need that self-control of like when it hits a certain thing for you mm -hmm. You, you need to be able to like get out when, when you've told yourself and not to get caught into the greed. And we can extrapolate that out to, I think, all aspects of you know, crypto investment, yeah. right? The, the story I, I always tell the people in my life is a cautionary tale is, of course, I love Solana. And I was investing in like all these Solana <laughs> NFTs back when Solana was like jumping up to $250 a token. And there I was sitting on mm -hmm. like an actual like six-figure like asset bundle for the first time in my life. And of course I was very far away from it, but like in the very distant mirror, like in the future, I saw like the glint mm -hmm. of a million dollars, right? I never got anywhere mm -hmm. close to it, but I saw it right for just a brief second, like illuminated in the sun. And that was enough to keep me holding on to everything until. Yep. Yep. That's what happens. And it's every, every single story, like, the I think the important thing when that even happens is like I remember watching YouTube videos mm -hmm. trying to be like I'm gonna be that you know crypto bro I'm gonna understand some financial linguist uh, like uh, language and somebody was saying it's um the lot the sunken cost fallacy or whatever yes yeah. a lot of things in the spaces when stuff that starts to go down people start to hold on to them when in in reality is like if stuff is going down like if the ship is sinking you abandon the ship you're not the captain of this thing you know and so. Yeah, and I, the best thing for me is, like, better for us to happen now at our young age than to say somebody who's invested half a million dollars into, like... Well, I don't know, your young age, maybe. I'm pushing 30. I'm fucking feeling old. I, that's still pretty young, you know? It's, like, in comparison to, like, some of the people we've seen in their 50s and their 60s, some people who've just been dealing with this and have, like, I'm a VC, I used to be a trader, and now I've mm -hmm. moved on to crypto. It's, we don't lack... We, we don't have like this insane sums of money that like mean a lot to us that once lost are just like detrimental to our mentality. We're well, just, like, maybe not detrimental around, to our lifestyle, know? but certainly detrimental to our mentality. And, and, and you know, <laughs> you still think about well, that. And one of the things we're going to see, of, of course, right, in every one of these, you know, hyper aware, hyper hair trigger, like capital generating events there's going to be huge winners but also huge losers and these things are all going to like come downstream into crypto art in really interesting ways and like that's one of the reasons i wanted to talk to you today is I'm, i want to see if we can get out ahead of what's going to happen in crypto art you know at, at the downstream of this right because a lot of money is going to flow in from people who don't ever invest in crypto art and some of it will end up in the hands either of artists or collectors or just folks who are you know interacting with the crypto art world um and some people will get wrecked and that's just kind of the nature of the thing. I'm hoping that you can give me some insight though, because I'm curious, having never really been involved in the creation of a meme coin and really not investing in them either. Do you, can you like explain how these things kind of come together? Like, do they start in like group chats? Is there like a coordinate? I know that some of them are like these influencer generated pump and dumps mm -hmm. where it's like these carefully coordinated um, like influencer campaigns. But I imagine some of them are more like organically created, whether that's Pepe or Turbo. Um, I'm wondering your take on that. It's uh, the the origins of like something like Pepe. Mm -hmm. Um, they're somewhat unknown, actually. Funny enough, some people were speculating and joking around about who the creator of Pepe is. Um, mm -hmm. we've seen the mixture of both. Some some coins are like essentially, let's say, theorized in like a Telegram group chat by some crypto bros that just want to like pump it and dump yeah. it. And then some like Doge and like 
it seems like Pepe are just like evolving out of a meme and trying to utilize that. Uh, it, it really depends on the person you're dealing with because it's uh, the tech is no longer like the same tech it was from 10 years ago yeah. and the accessibility of the tech is no longer the same. Mm-hmm. So it's easy for me and you within a day to to launch a shit coin, right? And within, we already saw that because somebody was AI. like, I paid $20. Yeah, with the Turbo. Yeah, with Turbo, right? yeah. We paid $20, she had ChatGPT. <laughs> And it was like, here is the, I guess, the, um, how it's going to function or something. Now, it didn't probably didn't code it for him, but you can find the templates for, for coins anywhere. I saw a tweet earlier that was talking about how Pepe doesn't even have the best narrative of these meme coins. And there was like, you know, individual quote unquote, like expertise underneath that, just people opinionating. And it reminded me of the last season of Game of Thrones where everybody became an expert on story arcs and like narrative developments all of a sudden. And now everyone again in this arena is like a super expert on like the development of narratives and such. Um, I mean, how does your like perspective on this whole kind of like, meme- well, Oh yeah. What were we going to say? Well, I was actually curious, like what, what do you elaborate more if you could on like, it doesn't have the best origin or, or um, what do you, what do you mean by that? I personally have no idea, but I think that there is a general like, I think everybody wants to boil these things down to a science, right? Because if it's scientific, it's predictable. Mm-hmm. I think one thing we've learned from both meme development and also from you know all of these crypto cycles is that like public sentiment is impossible to mimic and impossible to predict, and is when it's stimulated, it gets suddenly stimulated like mm-hmm. really intensely. So I think you have people who are trying to understand what's happening in this moment with meme coins in terms of like the development of the narrative, right? Like you can see the development of the Pepe narrative, mm-hmm. right? Because of that symbol, having the history that it does and the crossover appeal that it does between artists and, you know, PFPers and just general crypto people, the OGs and the new people, and even just like mm-hmm. outside meme lovers. And you can see the narrative with Turbo, right? It's the first AI generated um, meme coin. I mean, who actually knows, but um, that's at least the narrative it's got going for it. And then I guess there's an equation with the narrative, with the price action. I don't know if that's actually how it is. My gut says that people just want to make money and they see something that other people mm-hmm. are making money in and then they get in. Of course, it snowballs. But how these things actually start is the question of the day. And I'm not sure anybody has the answer to that. Yeah, nobody has the answer. And it's like the the funniest thing we've seen in, in this space so far as a person who doesn't fully like understand technical analysis of stocks but have been around to sort of like understand some things mm-hmm. the funniest thing is trying to apply a technical like some form of technical analysis to a shit coin or a meme coin yeah because the nature of something especially the nature of the image with pepe and the figure that's like essentially adopted by every culture on the internet regardless of if it's a good culture or if it's a bad culture pepe was just like this is our like image figure Mm -hmm. our symbolic figure it defies all logic and people are sitting here like trying to make sense of like why are people dumping one eth 50 eth whatever your price into pepe and it's like the it it's not like shib was built off of Doge and everybody liked Doge because wow, Doge, you know. And, and even now, you know, whatever Elon Musk tweets about Doge, it spikes, you know, in price. I mean, it, it's, it's not true. going to 70 cents like it was that one time, you know, like 10 times, you know, it's getting true. a 10 times exponent in value, but it's, you know, it's gaining 30% every time he talks about it just on the basis of, you know, the hope that he's going to talk about it. People are going to invest in it yep. and then it's going to like start that cycle again. I'm I'm curious, Anubis, how does your perspective on this whole thing change, not just being like a memer and like 
a young guy and like an investor in this stuff, but also as a like serious fine artist with like a really consistent and like culturally significant practice. It's like, aside from knowing some of the money is like going to trickle down to the arts once it's sold, mm-hmm. just because like the amount of people I've seen in the art space itself that just have bought Pepe. And I know from our experience, mm-hmm. those who are lasting are sort of smart enough to sell when they need to sell that it's, I, I'm not too worried. I think it's, um, if you're not taking it too seriously, it's a really nice break from the doom and gloom of the space, mm-hmm. especially when there's a lot of like build up happening. And people want to say things, but they don't. They don't want to like bite the hand that feeds them. Pepe is just like a nice sort of relief, you know. Um, is it gonna fix things? You know, who, who knows? We're gonna see if it dumps on us. You know? I mean, it's definitely gonna dump on us. It's just a matter of oh, when yeah. and on who. Oh, yeah. You know, I think that there's something that we often lose in the art world. I, I mean, I, I think it's natural mm-hmm. in any kind of creative field, but there's a certain like self seriousness about it. Um, just because mm-hmm. like. I think creatives all have the same kind of like drive to touch something that's like bigger than them and universal. And you end up with these, like really these like quests for beauty, Um, maybe not aesthetic beauty, but like some kind of like essence of things. Right. I think it's common to all um, like creatives. And I, I find myself consistently drawn to work that is aware of that and also like divergent from it right and i think that's why i and so many people love the trash artists and like the spam artists Mm -hmm. because there's this conversation that seems to be happening in their works between like you know it's it's a degradation of what fine art is and that itself is kind of appealing and i don't know maybe like a rebellious kind of latent teenage way um i just posted or we just posted uh, an essay about uh john norlander's dancing pants number one which when I came across, it was one of the first pieces that I'd seen in crypto art that was just so overtly like ridiculous and didn't take itself so seriously. And there's something invigorating about that, right? Like that art doesn't mm-hmm. have to be serious. It's almost freeing. Like to me as an artist, when I like, you know, read literature, that's really funny. And I don't know if you have the same thing when you see artwork that like really is a sense of humor, but it's really kind of invigorating. Um, and I just think like having cultural moments that are a little bit less serious can really like do a body good like a body public good you know what i mean it's true uh that's the whole that's the whole uh thing with mm-hmm. um marcel duchamp and the fountain and you know not to overuse the most overused example in crypto art history to this day <laughs> but it's like it, it the non-seriousness of things also in like some weird way allows mm-hmm. you to appreciate the serious seriousness of things and i've like for one it's like i think artists who are like any artists should be as unserious as they are serious in that sense. Cause like mm-hmm. art is always an expression of emotions. And when it comes to certain memes or even evolution of certain things, making fun of certain things and just having yeah. fun is how mm-hmm. you poke the bear that you need to poke in a sense. Right. Because yeah, you can't scream at the wall and yeah. like, they'll be like, why are you screaming? Uh-huh. Like turn down your voice. So you just like make fun of them, you know? And then that, that seems to like have historically, worked every time like even before duchamp it's like you reject the old systems make fun of them give them the middle finger and they always come running back when they when you get when you start well we i mean we do have this attitude right and like especially as mentioned with like the work of the trash artists and the spam artists and these other like i don't know like comedically minded artists i'm curious Mm -hmm. and and something i want to explore more in the coming weeks is like that none of these kind of meme events Mm -hmm. ever seem to start in crypto art, they all seem to like end here, you know, like these like highly momentary, like meme bolstered price dynamics, right? Could you elaborate a little bit? 
Yeah, like there was a ton of open editions that were minted in that kind of like last open edition like meta. Mm -hmm. But outside of like the X copy one, which I feel like is its own kind of separate category, the thing that had the most like crazed price dynamics were was like the the checks, right? Mm -hmm. Which is not really, I think, in line with what a lot of us were looking for from this open edition dynamic, right? It wasn't really like a mm -hmm. super creative product. It was just another shitcoin, right? Or another mm -hmm. version, like a JPEG shitcoin, right? And I'm curious, like, why isn't the work of like trash artists, like Robness has released, you know, like 10,000 mints or unlimited mints of like the uh, desktop statues limited or like untitled XYZ just put out like a thousand piece, um, like modular architecture um, collection. Mm -hmm. It's like, why are these things not attracting the same class of investor, right? Because a sh being a shitcoin is not native to any specific kind of asset, right? It's something that like we place upon something socioculturally, right? It's why like mm -hmm. um, a check can be a shitcoin or a, shit a meme coin can be a shitcoin or a mm -hmm. cryptocurrency itself, like, like a big one can be a, a, a shitcoin. Uh, PFP project can be a shitcoin, but it's never, there's never like art that's shitcoins, right? I keep thinking of like the memes, the 6529 ones, which are like used, I guess, to an extent as an investment vehicle, but it's not that kind of craziness that uh, overwhelms this whole kind of world all at once. Well, I was going to say, like, even the memes, I still don't understand somewhat that project because, like, I don't laugh when I look at any of the works. It, it's like a weird subvert. I don't even know if it's like a, sub uh, a subversion that they had in mind where it's like the whole idea was like seize the memes of production. But mm -hmm. it seems through making fun of that whole idea you've done the exact same thing, which is you literally seize the memes for ETH production. I think it's interesting as like an experiment to like codify like the memes that we have. It, it like um, solidifies the meaning of those things, right? You know, by having mm -hmm. all of these memes that are talking about the GM meme tweet, whatever we want to call mm -hmm. it, it's like solidifying A, our awareness of it and B, mm -hmm. it's like presence in this culture beyond like a momentary blip, right? So I think that there's an interesting experiment there. If you know we take all of these disparate ideas um, that might be momentary and also might be like Twitter, you mm -hmm. know, sourced, and we like put them into these artworks and these different styles and attach like big name artists to them, that maybe it'll give them a longer life. At least as an artistic experiment, I'm here for it. Like I, I love an opportunity to collect people's works that I wouldn't mm -hmm. otherwise have a chance to experience, and I love the fact that you can have like huge name artists um, in a collection next to others who don't quite have the same like reach. Uh, so all, all that is to say though, is like, why doesn't a, I mean, maybe just because of the sheer lack of like actual assets to invest in, that's why something like that hasn't gotten the cultural capital. Um, not the, uh, the lack of cultural capital, but the lack of like insane kind of investment, but like an art blocks, like a 10,000 art blocks project or an open edition. I just think it's odd that we haven't really seen that come out of crypto art. Um, which I guess is good in one way because it's not taking capital out of crypto art and putting it in the hands of mm -hmm. investors the other way around, but it just seems unlikely if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I think it's also, it's tied to like just the nature of how the crypto art and even trash art utilize aesthetics and mm -hmm. memetics in comparison to just like general memes. Cause if you tie something to just like any simple meme, memes generally are were created to be like understandable and liked by everybody where even trash art in itself is an abrasive form against oh you think so 
I feel like memes are kind of like an in-group, honestly. Like, like the Pepe meme itself is like you have to understand it to get it. The, it really depends because like Pepe is such a large figure that like my introduction into Pepe was through Feels Good Man on Twitch, where it was just like when your streamer does something cool on Twitch in this video game, like got a pentakill on League, you're like Feels Good Man, spam the frog emoji. And so like there is a whole culture that got introduced to Pepe just through like Twitch and video games. And they just understand that as like their video game self-association. And then there is a whole crypto culture that just deals with like rich pepe and gentleman pepe and so it's like the nuances of like how pepe is known within the subcultures will be different but the overall effect is this like smiling frog figure is so easily digestible by everyone in comparison Mm -hmm. to like a 64 gallon toter which is in itself it's like it is meant to be abrasive right because 60 gallon toter is like i will address these these like uh copyright issues and I'm going to address the issues of like beautiful depiction within art with like essentially a dumpster grab from like a Home Depot or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And that in itself, like even somebody who gets it, uh, the majority of people will look at that. And if they have like a preconceived notion on like what beautiful, beautiful art is supposed to be, they'll mm-hmm. immediately have some form of rejection to the work. You have to like talk to somebody and be like, this is what trash art is about. The sure. same way like grandma will look at, the fountain by Duchamp and be like, I don't understand this, but me and you can understand it because we've mm-hmm. studied it, you know? Yeah. I mean, meme memification and like the whole meme ecosystem is itself like a really burgeoning and like, advanced and complex field of study. Um, I encourage mm-hmm. everyone listening to this to check out Joshua Citarella um, of Do Not Research. He's done like, he has like college level courses on like the creation of memes and the proliferation of memes. It's like an, a, a science, right? And it's an important science. Mm-hmm. And I just think like, uh, I do want to just kind of bring up that point, though, of like Pepe being at once super accessible because there's another side of it, which is that, yes, it's accessible on a f- surface level. But what I think really gets people's goats and what really like ingratiates themselves with any given meme is all of the history behind it that they are either aware of consciously or tacitly aware of. Mm-hmm. And I think what we see in these memes is like they're so self-referential. I mean, my I remember somebody showing me a TikTok. It was like one of the first TikToks I'd ever seen but it was like a level two meme, right? It was a meme that referenced how that meme itself was being generated and also called back to another meme. It's like a mixing mm-hmm. of memes. And like, there really is this kind of like advanced interplay. Um, I, I don't think, like a shitcoin like Pepe is itself like a late stage meme, right? Because it's, you, you can't have something like this occur without there being a kind of in-group of people who are attracted to that symbol, right? It's one thing to understand the symbol in like an aesthetic sense, like, oh, that's a funny frog. I like that frog. And it's another mm-hmm. thing, I think, to understand that symbol as in like, how does this affect my daily life? How does this symbol move within the communities that I move with? How long have I been aware of this? Like, I don't know, I have a Pepe meme saved on my computer from like 2011, um, maybe earlier. And it's like, okay, now that's 12 years of my life that I've been aware of this figure, right? Mm-hmm. In some way, conscious or unconscious, that's going to make me turn to it with a certain softness. You of know course. what I mean? Of course. It, it's like, if some, if like, imagine if somebody came with like Fight Club coin or whatever, like something that's just like so known to culture mm-hmm. that even you, it's like, you know that it's like, this is just a meme. I can't possibly do this but because it's so ingrained in culture the mimetic part takes over against all the logic and goes but like you know well i'm kind of, you know i'm kind of surprised like like we don't have shit coins that are more referential of like non-crypto culture 
because I think that like the memification that was happening once it was like a, an actual, you know, quasi art form on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like I think about like movies, like um, the Judd Apatow movies or like Step Brothers, right? Um, mm-hmm. Which perhaps you've seen, perhaps you haven't seen, um, but they're I've seen very, Brothers, yeah. yeah, they're like super quotable. And then people would see it in theaters. It wouldn't do super well. Everyone would talk about it to our friend, to their friends, and it would become this like mm-hmm. cult classic, right? I mean, we see that throughout history with like the Big Lebowski and um, the Evil Dead movies, and like that was essentially a kind of proto meme memification of that thing, right? It was like I don't know, glomming onto some in group knowledge and wanting to be part of that in group. Um, I should note that as we go on here, I don't ever invest in any of these shit coins or meme coins myself because I'm terrified. Mm-hmm. Um, Perhaps it is just me, but I don't have any confidence in my own ability to like navigate these markets. And I somewhat envy the like confidence of people to not only glom onto like the symbology, but also understand like be living so deeply within the like hair trigger nature of these mm-hmm. like, hyper current crypto events. Um, and I, I, I remember Earth Sample, um, your colleague in making it 24 <laughs> seven and, and good friend to us yeah. both. He was mentioning that we were talking about, this is just when Pepe was starting. Mm-hmm. And I said, man, I'm on Twitter 24 seven. And I have no idea whenever this stuff is coming out. And he said, well, the last people to hear about it is Twitter, mm-hmm. right? It comes out of these like group chats and these mm-hmm. tiny interpersonal like r- relationship areas. And it was, uh, I think a little bit mm, stiltifying, or I guess to realize that I have now, whether because of a- actual age or just sheer attention, having like mm-hmm. aged out of, where this information is being shared and communicated it's 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 not more about like aged out of it really because you'll be surprised by some of like how old some of these dudes are who launched these coins it's just more of like no but as a state of mind like not actual age uh, but like you know chasing the newest technology within oh, which oh. all of these like conversations will proliferate right not being in the right telegrams or the right whatsapps or the right discord channels um and hearing about all the stuff too late because that's when the influencers have now gotten in. I I, I guess I'd be like you because I also don't pursue <laughs> these things. I don't think any like pursuing it. It's like the whitelist grind that we all used to be. We, we mm. all used to hear about, right? Where it's like everybody wants to get in. You have to be present of twenty four sevens because one coin will launch at midnight. The other will, one coin will launch at whatever. Mm-hmm. And the the safety aspect of it like gets bigger the more the deeper you go because like. Uh, a group chat it gets created to give you the illusion that you're buying early to dump on somebody when in reality you're the one that's going to get dumped on yeah and so it's just there are weird dynamics for it, it again it's you if you look at the, some of these shit coins that get launched and then dumped it's a lot of the early and the biggest gains that happen will always happen before anybody even hears about the coin friends just sure. friends and so it, you know i wouldn't chase it too much cuz how it depends on the nature of the shitcoin itself. You can still have an opportunity now. I guess the question is, do we want the opportunity, right? Like, do we want this to keep going? Because the way I see it is there's really like two paths for this. I think one is like the less, the less like exaggerated path forward, which is that, you know, this is a momentary capital generating event that will kind of do what everything has done in the last, mm-hmm. you know, year and a half of this, you know, bear market which is it'll get people really excited it'll get them back on twitter it'll get some more money in some people's pockets that'll kind of have some it'll it'll splash forward down the down the well um, until it eventually lands 
um, in the hands of crypto artists. And hopefully that winds up invigorating them, allowing them to stay in the space longer, allowing them the freedom to make some mm -hmm. really cool art. Um, I suppose the, I don't know if it's deleterious or more just kind of uh, like hyper version mm -hmm. of this is that this is kind of the beginning of a new meta that's really dangerous. Um, the way that the beginning of like the PFP meta was like really dangerous and not dangerous to anyone individually, but just dangerous in terms of it's like unpredictability. Right. And maybe oh, that is good. Maybe that's bad. Um, but I, I mean, I think that there's like we were talking about at the beginning, there's such a hunger for activity, right. And for mm. excitement and for, I don't know, good, not just good news, but like interesting news. Right. Um, you know, it's just, there, there's just a, when there's just such a baseline um, and everything is kind of conforming to your expectations in this like social sphere, I think it can get very monotonous, not just in terms of, you know, what you're actually seeing, but also in terms of what you're creating, right. You're not reacting to new stimuli. You're reacting to the same stimuli. And I know like mm -hmm. I work best when there's some kind of, you know, jolt, right. Some lightning mm -hmm. bolt, some, you know, cold weather um, to, you know, get things going. Is it, should it be allowed? I, that I don't know myself. Cause it's like, it's sort of this, this thing, like if some, I would call it like degenerate gambling, if you will, mm -hmm. because it really is. It, it's essentially like as if you're playing like a poker game, but the game is yeah. you can sit at the table just for the perfect amount of time and then get the fuck out before the house takes over. Yeah. And as Colborn always says, like that's part of the, it's, it's, it's in the blood of this whole movement to at least touch the like degenerate gambling aspect. Yeah. Um, I wonder if at some point it comes back to like bite itself. Or if, you know, being forged in the flame, it can somehow, like crypto art itself somehow, like will consistently benefit from these activities. I mean, if nothing else, it is inspiring probably more people who are less connected with crypto art to tell their friends to invest mm -hmm. in this or that, you know, shit coin to try and make a few bucks. And again, it will move out of the hands of people who know less about it for better and for worse, even if it means that these people are going to then be turned off of crypto for the foreseeable future because they accidentally put $10,000 into some coin that was like, <laughs> fucking like piss, yeah, piss coin or something like that. And then that $10,000 doesn't just disappear. It goes downstream somewhere and hopefully it ends up here. Hopefully. I mean, it's, it's, I think it's uh, it's kind of funny and it's kind of nice, I guess, poetic, let's call it that like the artists in this space are like doing this are like getting uh, a little bit into like some form of degenerate gambling. Cause if you ever meet an artist, a lot of, there's a lot of degenerates in the art world in general. Artists are the ones that will do drugs in university all the time to create and stuff. And so it, it makes sense that a part of us is gravitated to the, essentially the insane dopamine releases that come with like Bitcoin at 1000%. I made money, you know, and it just, you now have access to a poker table that for like $40 at the perfect moment can net you insane amounts of wealth, but it's, and it's just, you have to deal with all like the mental stress and the mental like agility and gymnastics that you're going to have to do dealing with just being exposed to all of this like movement, especially as an artist. Cause we're not, we're not also like financially as savvy as a, a bunch of the crypto bros, you know? Fair enough. That seems like a good place to end it. Uh, Anubis, I appreciate your uh, insight on this conversation as a shitcoiner as an, as, and as an artist. Um, <laughs> all I can say is as this uh, weird meme coin meta continues to evolve, I wish you good fortune. <laughs>
Thank you, kind sir. And be careful. And uh, thanks everybody for uh, listening and please don't get wrecked or don't get wrecked too hard. We need you. Yeah. Don't get wrecked too hard. And if, if shit's going down, just take that shit, sell it and bring it to art. We'll take care of you in the art world over here. Yeah, man. Invest in art. It'll never bite you back. Take care, everyone. Have a great rest of your week. Bye-bye.